What's up, y'all? This is Bud Elliott with Nolcast, and this is your Instant Reaction Podcast. Are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? I, I, I really don't know where to start with this one. And honestly, uh, maybe I should just thank the sponsors first so I don't forget to. Thank you, Tarpon Sellers, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Charlie Park, Legendary Home Loans, <laughs> Congruity HR, and Price Picks. I mean, man, that was one of the, I feel like, most satisfying in terms of result games you'll ever see as an FSU fan. FSU 35, Louisville 31. This is going to be one of those games where the national media just doesn't appreciate what this win means to a fan base and maybe to a team. But if you're listening to this show, you get it. I bet you did some really, really nice work in the transfer portal coming into this year. And then Winston Wright gets in a car crash and you lose Caden Lyles before you play a game. And then you lose Bless Harris before you play an FBS game. And you know, you go out there and you beat LSU, and you still feel pretty damn good going into this Louisville game. You think you can move them off the ball, and defensively, you, you think you have some solutions. And ultimately, in the first half, you looked wrong on both of those. Jordan Travis. Threw the ball all over Louisville. I mean, 13 of 17 for a buck 57, two touchdowns. FSU correctly anticipated Louisville coming out and trying to stop the run. And they countered by throwing the pass over their heads and, and hitting quite a few of them. You know, missed field goals, turnover. And you're thinking, damn, they should have more points than they do right now, given how well they move the football. On the other hand, defense comes out. And it looks like the same old Adam Fuller first-half defense against Louisville. I mean, he, he had allowed 64 points in the last two first halves against these guys. 21 in the first half this time. I think damn near 300 yards in the first half. And you didn't have Fabian Lovett. And you're getting moved off the ball a little bit. And Louisville's running the ball pretty damn well. They're hitting a couple pass plays on you. And then Jordan Travis, uh, well, oh, I should back up. And to add on to that, Jared Verse goes down. Your maybe best defensive player, certainly the best defensive player you had in that LSU game, a, a guy you got in the transfer portal who you're really excited about, great burst off the edge, and he goes down. And pretty clear he won't return to the game with what looks like a knee thing. So... Like, man, I don't know how many stops they're going to get here. Uh, it's like, really? Like, are they going to do this? this? You feel like this team is better than this. And then just the most important guy on your team, by far, Jordan Travis, who has always been a great runner and this year was looking like a much improved passer through you know, six quarters of FBS ball, the LSU game, and and the first half here, he gets his, what looks to me like his ankle grabbed. And even though the resulting play didn't count as an interception, his knee was down. 
Jordan was also down for the game. And I don't know how long he's going to be out. I think it's kind of encouraging that he was in a boot and not like some kind of big knee brace, you know? Um, that suggests to me that maybe this doesn't, and I'm playing doctor here just off TV, but suggests to me maybe this doesn't have to be a, a full season type thing. But you're thinking, man, this is this is not good. It's it's just not like you've not been able to stop Louisville. Now your top D ends down. You're already missing your top D tackle and, and love it. And then your quarterback goes down. And Travis is I mean, one of the best players in the ACC. Really, really good college quarterback. And his backup, Tate Rodemaker, has not been at all. Right? Not in not in spring games. Not in game action. Basically, anytime he actually had to be put into a game prior to this, he didn't look good at all. Didn't look like an FSU caliber quarterback, to be honest. And yet, FSU comes through in a major way. Major way. Right before the half. So you get a couple, you get a couple drives here, right? Let's 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 revisit the second quarter. I thought this was pretty big. So Louisville scores, right, to go up 21-14. Jordan does the whole, um, you know, not intercepted thing. Rodmaker comes in, throws incomplete. Huge, huge stop by FSU there, I thought, right? To get that fumble at the end of the first half by Tatum Bethune. Now, was the guy down? No, I don't think. At least... Thank you, poor camera work by by ESPN for not capturing a clear angle. Was it forward progress? Of course, but you can't review that. And uh, you know what? You couldn't review that call in the Superdome two weeks ago when it was pretty clear the LSU receiver was down and uh, and the clock should have ran out as opposed to letting LSU run one more play. That turnover before the half ended up being absolutely huge because if Louisville scores there, I don't know, maybe you don't come back and win this thing, right? Who knows? I, I Now, they don't do anything with that drive, but it was just, that was the one they had a real shot to because then you flip field position right before the half and you're like, okay, got to the locker room. Um, you, know, you finally, you, you popped a run there with Treshawn Ward for 28 yards right before the half and you thought maybe, maybe they didn't get a field goal out of this or something like that. They, they didn't, right? Because Rodemaker threw a pick. And you're like, I don't, I don't feel good about this. I'm not gonna lie, going into the half here. I, I just wanted to kind of look back here at that at that key moment of getting that turnover at the 50. Because before that, I I thought, man, I, I don't know. It was, I mean, second and five on Louisville's 48. You got to think Louisville from that from that point with 351 left in the half is at least going to go and get three points and go into the half with a 10-point lead. And they didn't. FSU's defense finally. Got the stop there. So you go into half and just looking over your halftime notes, right? You had some false starts. You had some stuff that just prevented you from scoring as many points as you probably need, need to score. Offensively, before Travis went down, you were keeping Louisville fairly off balance. I mean, they had had a nice couple nice plays on defense, but they're a defense that wants to blitz a lot. They're going to get some stuff on you. And they were trying to force feed Johnny Wilson early. I thought their screens were not working all that well uh, as far as any kind of screens to backs, but then some, some of the more delayed stuff. It seemed like Louisville had that 
pretty well sniffed out. But everything else looked pretty good. And I, I was fairly comfortable with, with the game plan of the offense pre-Travis injury. On with the, I guess you could tell me that you thought they should have run the ball more, but they're also averaging like 12 yards a play before Jordan goes down. So I'm not going to oppose that when you pretty clearly have Louisville off balance there, just you know, needed to punch it in, not have missed field goals and, and, and turnovers. Defensively, it was not good in the first half, despite the fact that I just gave him praise for, for getting that, that fumble. Uh, you know, Bethune going down, I think, hurt them a little bit. Now he came back in the game, obviously. Uh, DBs didn't look like they were communicating early on, with the exception of that first drive, and Louisville had some guys open. Cunningham was... They were not really marrying the rush with with the spy or with whatever they were playing behind that, uh, and he was able to get some yards up. I think he had like forty something yards in the first half rushing. Uh, you know, I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. Now I will note here because we're going to talk a lot about FSU's injuries. We already talked about Harris and Wright and and Lyles, but D Wiggins went down for Louisville on that first drive or excuse me, on the third drive of the game. And keep that in mind, because I do think that ended up playing a factor here down the stretch, too. You, you, you had a couple guys going down for both sides. Not equal, obviously. So you get to the half. Uh, the offense under Rodemaker has looked somewhat shaky in terms of any time they had to drop back, for the most part. And yet you had popped a run, and, and I was like, All right, I don't know, like maybe they could run a little bit, but like, do you really think you're going to hold Cunningham under what under 35 under 38 i mean they had 21 at the half do you think you're that louisville's not going to score uh 14 points in the second half and you know you're you're being out physical at the point of attack i didn't feel great about this going into the second half to be honest especially because rodemaker was in there and he's not a guy that has played well in, in his career you know like i don't i don't think internally he's somebody who's seen as as a guy who's who's next up. And I just think that coming out of the half, FSU, they just had a different energy than Louisville did. I don't know if you guys sense that, but just watching them come out of the half, it was just different, right? They, they were playing harder, I thought, than Louisville was. They they took their, their effort level and their energy level to a level that Louisville was having trouble matching. And I thought that first drive where they come out and tie the game was just so damn vital, man. So, you know, starts out, Treshawn Ward run for three. Then all of a sudden they're running some little RPO glance route stuff. Johnny Wilson, they're using Johnny Wilson's size. And they were trying to target him in the first half. And he had a couple looks. And I think they would have, I think Johnny Wilson would have had a big night regardless because clearly he was in their game plan. But, he uses that big body to get inside on, on that glance route against Brownlee, who transferred away from you. Uh, 22 yards. Treshawn for four. Benson for five. Trey for three. First down. Then Tate to 12, you know, 12 yards again to Ontario. Uh, you know, Pokey, obviously. To the 29, gets to the 26. Another first down. Then Benson gets knocked for a four-yard loss. And, and we should probably note here that early in the game, FSU actually had some chances to get Louisville pinned on some runs that they actually hit in the backfield, or at least had hands on guys. They didn't tackle very well 
And in the first half, I thought Louisville actually tackled pretty damn well. In the second half, though, they did not. Louisville's tackling in the second half was was pretty poor. And they were getting like they allowed themselves to get blocked. But on this play, they got early pressure and and Benson lost four. And I'm like, okay, like now you're behind the chains. Now some of this play action stuff that you want to do, some of this RPO game is just not going to be respected as much by the defense because I mean second 14, you're really gonna gonna respect that. And then hand off to Toe Philly, maybe just trying to get back, get some kind of points, get in quote unquote field goal range, which I'm not really sure there is a field goal range for this team right now. And then Rodemaker makes a huge, huge play. First, there's an offsides, right? Which I thought was pretty key. Now, this, I believe, is the one where the announcers were talking about how Robert Scott maybe also false started, but hey, you'll you'll take it. So offsides on Louisville gets third and 14 to third and nine. Then Tate going and scrambling when Louisville did not expect that. I certainly did not expect that. Picking up the first down there was just enormous for these guys. Like I, I think this this drive really sort of stoked that belief that maybe they could hang in this if the defense could get some stops. And then next play, Toe Philly off the right side, showing some nice burst there, touchdown, tie ball game. I really think like that is such a key drive right there, man. Just because if you go out and you fumble a snap again and, and you you look like you did in the first half when when he got in there, I don't really know. Do, do you win this game if you don't come out and score out of, out, out of the half? Maybe you do. Maybe not. And then the defense started started doing a couple of things. They they started first of all they started to tackle better. Like not every every rep, but they stopped just missing guys in the backfield. They would occasionally get a stop, and not necessarily for for a TFL. But the defense started doing a couple nice things. They started getting guys down for a carry of one, or a carry of two, or a carry occasionally of zero. And they started forcing Louisville if they wanted to hit chunk plays to either run Malik uh, or to throw the ball, and. Louisville's backs were not quite as good in the second half, I didn't think. I mean, if you, if you look at this, Louisville in the first half, I already noted that that Cunningham had about 40 yards. So if you look at, look at I mean, Louisville in the first half ran for 142 yards. I mean, that's, that's pretty damn good. In the second half, they ran for 110, but obviously there's a, there's a big, big run in there that we'll talk about. You know, that, that is a, a big chunk of that. I think Louisville's success rate running the ball in the second half was nowhere near as good as it was in the first half. So you get that going on. You actually get a nice little punt. Now, Pittman, I, I want to I highlight this too. So you, you get a stop a, after that touchdown drive. That was pretty big. Now, they did move the ball some on you, but like, they made some dumb decisions on special teams. Returning that ball out of the end zone, I thought was probably the wrong call on on, on Louisville's part. All right. That started them back up their 13. They get like two first downs on that drive and have to punt. I thought Pittman catch that was a bomb punt this kid hit. I mean, 55 yards to the 12. Pittman getting back, catching the ball, and advancing it to where you were not backed up against your own goal line. Because if he doesn't field this, there is a chance that the ball is pinned inside your own five. 
And that to me was a play that I have down on my sheet here is, is like a, a winning football play. You know, it gave you a, a chance. Now, you didn't do anything with the next drive, but you weren't backed up against, against your own goal line. It, you know, Trayshawn for eight, Trayshawn to the right for no gain, Tate sacked for, for you know, four-yard loss. Master Romano punted 46 yards. Excuse me. Long week. To, uh, to you know, Louisville's 33. And then Louisville punted it back to you, right? You also kind of, I thought FSU's defense was going to get tired in this, okay? Simply because of how much time Louisville held the ball in the first half and how many plays they ran. If, if I go back and look at this, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this from, I just, I mean, I don't know how you prepare all these notes for this game. This is kind of, kind of crazy. But so Louisville ran 47 plays in the first half. I did find it key here. I just want to make sure I have the number right. That they went out, FSU them, they. FSU went out and they held the ball some in the first half. I mean, even though it was only a two-minute drive there on, on the one, you know, the the opening drive uh, was pretty, you know, pretty long. Eight minutes, 58 seconds. I thought it gave the defense an extended rest. Maybe it was some time to think about some things, but also maybe just time to get their legs back from under them. And then Louisville started having some some trouble. They started playing sloppy. And I just feel like, man, I don't know that this is the case. I don't want to speculate, but I'm going to speculate a little bit. Do, do you think maybe Louisville just thought this game was over when Travis went down? Be honest with yourself. I did. I'm sure most of y'all did if we go if we go through my mentions. I I I see my phone, everybody texting me. Uh if I go back to halftime, there's a lot, and including myself. I I, I thought it was over. I didn't think Rodemaker was be able to score enough points in the second half to handle Louisville. But the defense also did a nice job in the second half here. And I thought part of that was the offense holding the ball for them and maybe getting getting them a chance to perhaps get Louisville out of rhythm. But Louisville was sloppy, man. It was like a different Louisville team in parts in the second half. They they committed some dumb false start penalties that, that they didn't do in the first half. They weren't making winning plays. They weren't running routes to the sticks they they had a number of cases in which they came up a yard short just by uh in i think two of the three just a lack of attention to detail i was very impressed by how hard fsu kept playing and fighting and i do think that is part of this team um you know believing in mike norvell and having that winning culture that he's trying to instill there and they they do a lot of things that you know maybe could still be better but what you can't say is that this team doesn't play hard for Mike Norvell because they do. So you get this thing. All right. Trade another punt. Benson for eight. You know, Trey for one. Um, Abdullah breaks up, uh, tips that pass for Rodemaker, or from uh, Rodemaker to, to Pittman. And you're thinking, damn it. Like, it was a great opening drive. They're still playing hard. The defense just got you some stops. You almost think – I was thinking at the at the time, you need to strike now because Louisville's going to figure out Rodemaker at some point, right? They already kind of had him figured out, I thought, in the first half, but that was maybe just jitters by him. And they're going to see a couple things. They're going to throw a couple things at him, and finally they're going to get him. And FSU, after the opening touchdown, right, punt, punt, the one time, but they never really had great field position. You know, I will say, Master Mono hitting just an absolute bomb of a punt there 
from his own 11 is probably going to go unnoticed. People will remember the shank tonight, but a 52 yards, no return is really damn good from your own 11. Like that is a great punt by him. Now, did it matter? Not really, but it's better than not. I say did it matter because Louisville went on a three-play touchdown drive uh, immediately thereafter. Cunningham for 40, uh, Jawar Johnson, or Jawar Jordan rather rushed for five, and Cunningham for 18 touchdown. Well, at this point, I'm thinking, damn it, like, okay. Louisville found some ways to run the ball with the quarterback again. Are you really going to be able to hold them scoreless or touchdownless for the rest of the fourth quarter? Because that 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 forty yard run was the start of the fourth quarter. And I'm thinking, okay, how many points do you need to win this game? Like realistically, do you need thirty eight? Is because you're sitting at, you know, if you look at this, you're sitting at twenty one. And that, and then Louisville has Louisville has twenty eight. Do you think they're you're going to hold them without a touchdown the rest of the way? Not not the way they're moving the ball. I mean, through three quarters, Louisville had three hundred fifty nine yards on fifty seven plays. Which, by the way, Louisville only running ten plays in the third quarter. I think might have messed with their rhythm. By the way, like that is uh, that is a shockingly low number of plays. That that's a Hell, Texas A&M last weekend, number of plays. So they're at 6.3 yards of play on you on the night. Your defense doesn't have love it, doesn't have verse at this point. Your offense, by the way, I should mention this, has lost Robert Scott, who is probably, I think, undoubtedly your best tackle, and he goes down. I don't know what his prognosis is. That was an insane game as far as injuries. So now you got to put in Washington, which, by the way, kind of answers the question, who would go in if, if Robert Scott or one of the tackles went down now that you are missing, uh, bless Harris, and Robert Scott. So Washington got to play some. Um, not a great situation there, right? But then a couple other things started happening. They scored, and FSU had been trying to get the ball to Johnny Wilson earlier and they finally, after Tate was sacked to start the drive, Louisville didn't bust a coverage, but they didn't play very good coverage, and Wilson ran a good route. And 69 yards later, FSU is down to the 10-yard line. And then immediately thereafter, again, touchdown pass, Johnny Wilson. That was absolutely huge, right? It just him taking over the game at that point. Johnny Wilson's a guy that we've wanted to see dominate, right? Like you see him, you go out there, you watch him in person, you say, gosh, that guy, he is something else, man, physically. Like 6'6", 6'7", for his size, has good speed. And yet there was always sort of that, okay, can he run routes well enough? Okay. Can he catch the ball? Because that's always been the knock. Sometimes he can't catch the ball on air. Tonight, though, he caught the crap out of the ball. It was tremendous. I don't think he had a single drop. If it was near him, he was catching it. Now, they weren't all amazing catches. 
But I tell you what, for a guy who struggles with drops throughout his career, for him to go up and moss a guy who's 5'11", you might think, yeah, he's 6'7", he should do that. Right. That's the point. That's why you go get him, because you want somebody who can go do that and should do that. But he doesn't always, so far in his career, had not always done that. And I'm not saying he's going to do this every time. Like, it's it's one game. But you got to feel really happy right now with how he played. 149 yards, I think three pass interferences drawn, two touchdowns. I, I mean, how, how many passes did Johnny Wilson catch in the second? So I think he caught five balls in the second half. No. Uh Targeted five times in second, excuse me, in, in the fourth quarter. Here we go. 69 yards, 10 yards, touchdown. Um, pass interference. Two yards, touchdown. Pass interference. So in the fourth quarter, every time they targeted Johnny Wilson, 100% success rate. Having a guy go up and get the ball like that was just so huge for those dudes, right? Man, I, I was uh, I was extremely impressed with his performance tonight, and I've been a doubter of his. Right? I was not sold that he was going to be a dominant player. Now it's one game for him to be a dominant player. He'll have to do it more, but hell, really nice job. And at this point, Tate was. Let me see. I can do some quick math on this, probably. So it's complete for 22. So one for one, 22, two for two, 34. All right. That's all size, doesn't count. Two, two, 34. That's a sack minus four, two for two, 34 with a sack minus four. And then incomplete, two for three for 34. And in the second quarter, he was three, two for four. Uh, Three for five for 28. Okay. Intentional grounding. So basically two sacks minus 14. Three, five, 28, two sacks minus 14. And then intercepted. So three for six with a pick and two sacks. You know, three for six with a pick, 28 yards. Terrible. Uh, and then two sacks already, if you count the intentional grounding as a sack for minus 14 yards. And then he had also taken a sack on that drive. So at that point, I mean, three for six with the pick, 28 yards, and then three sacks, negative 10 yards. No, negative 20 yards, excuse me. And then he just turned it on, man. Like, look, look at this in the second half. And I'm going to get to the run game because it's there and it's important. Rodemaker for 69. Rodemaker for 10. Rodemaker draws pass interference. Rodemaker complete. Rodemaker touchdown pass. Two yard. By the way, it was a nice throw to Johnny Wilson too. The the one he went went up and got over Brownlee. Rodemaker throw. Pass interference drawn. But uh, guys. Every time they targeted Johnny Wilson, it was great. They targeted almost nobody else there in that fourth quarter. And then I think they just saw something 
that they could run the football on Louisville. And I wonder when they saw it, because it had to be on one of the prior drives. So after you held Louisville to the field goal, which, by the way, is really important, you know, you you finally, finally got something there, right? You you stopped Cooley for a loss of two yards, and you you, you kind of got him to just blink. If Louisville, scored, if Louisville scored the touchdown there, it's, you know, it's 35, not 31. Do you win this game? If you had to go to overtime with all these guys out, do you win the game? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, so then they just start running. Forrest Gump voice, I, I was running with really good success. So Toe Philly rushed for two. Okay, not great. Then, then you get the whole pass interference call, which I think that one was definitely the right call. Benson rushed for seven. Benson rushed for 12. Benson rushed for 37 and a face mask. Great block, by the way, on uh, I think the seven yard run or the 37 yard run or maybe the 12 yard run. There's so many nice runs here that uh, that I, I kind of forget, but Wilson was blocking his butt off on the outside too. So was Pittman. Uh, Ontario Wilson, I think, had one bad miss block on that, on that uh, running back screen, but other than that, I thought the receivers blocked really well. All right. Then Wyatt Rector, I get it. You have a goal line series. You're trying to run down there. You, you got four shots. You're, you're not going to kick a field goal at that point. Rodemaker pass to Wilson. But the next drive, you come out and you just run, 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 run again. It's rush of two, bailed out pass interference. Rush of 13, rush of 25, rush no gain, rush of two, rush of three, and then field goal, which I think is the right call. Fourth and five from the 18. I, I do think field goal is is the correct call there um, just because it puts you up a touchdown. It's a reasonable distance for a guy to make. You are actually not that likely to make third and five with no real run, or excuse me, fourth and five, with no real run threat, a backup quarterback, both of the tackles out, et cetera. Um, and then that was your last drive of the game. You just ran it all over them in the second half. It was it was running the ball and Tate trusting it and, and, and feeding Johnny Wilson. You know, I, I, I look at these quarter half cumes right second half fsu 123 rush yards now louisville had 110 does it feel like louisville had 110 rush yards in the second half because fsu had 123 on 26 carries which isn't even that good of an average it's 4.7 but it felt like they just ground that thing away a lot more possession time in the second half 18 minutes 14 seconds Rodemaker played just well enough, right? He he made that throw to Johnny Wilson. Wilson was pretty open, but it still he hit him in stride, allowed him to keep running, which was great. I mean, six of 10, 109. Okay, that's pretty dependent on a 69 yarder. Sure. The other nine passes he threw went for 50 yards. I get that. But it's not like he. You know, completely to, to steal the phrase from uh, uh, from that one guy that does those those TikTok videos. He, like he didn't just pee down his leg. The moment wasn't the moment was not too big for him. Eventually, FSU staff got some plays that he could felt comfortable in, 
obviously. They found something running to the right side and moved guys off the ball. Tarantino and Big Meech and Johnny Wilson over there were moving guys. And you just saw this team continue to fight and claw. And like they weren't perfect. They weren't like in the second half, right? They're, I mean, what, what were they? They were average yards of play, 7.2. That's actually higher than they had in the first half by a little bit, seven. I mean, obviously, when, when, when Jordan was in there, they were averaging like almost 10, I think. They just had a really bad second quarter. They averaged only 1.1 yards play. FSU only had uh, 16 total yards in the second quarter. But they kept fighting, and I, I think that Louisville failed to match their energy in the second half, which is crazy, playing at home, playing a game that, I mean, honestly, is huge for your season if you're the Cards. And FSU took their energy and their fight to a level that I didn't think I didn't think Louisville matched. Now, look, did they lose, uh, you know, Huggins-Bruce, the, their other receiver? Yeah, and I think that was a big deal. Like, you, you don't have Wiggins, you don't have Bruce, sure, but... Look at all the guys FSU has out. That is significantly worse, I would say, at that point. Anyway, um, you get one stop. You force one field goal. McClendon comes up big a couple times. Louisville runs a lazy route there, and it allows Jamie Robinson just enough time to get in front and swat the pass away, which was obviously huge. I mean, if the guy runs a good route, that may be a, maybe a first down. Maybe we're talking about a different thing and, and how this was a, a really hard fought, inspiring loss, as opposed to a hard fought, unbelievable comeback victory with the backup quarterback, without your best, probably your best defensive player, without your two best tackles in, in Scott and Harris, without the guy they thought was going to be your starting center, without your bestie tackle, in love it with Cooper, who uh, Marion Cooper, the, the corner, who still didn't start the game. He played some. My thought is he's probably still dinged. You know, you have all that going on. You got a kicker going 0 of 2. In what world does FSU win this game? If we had done the preview and we had said, hey, they're going to lose Jordan Travis within the first 25 minutes of this ballgame. They're going to lose Robert Scott shortly thereafter. They're going to lose Verse before all of that. Lovett's not going to make the trip. You know, maybe he'll be back. Who knows? Wake or Clemson or something like that. Maybe. Your kicker's going to go 0 of 2. You're going to shank a punt. You're only going to be plus one on turnovers on the night. And you're going to win this game with Tate Rodemaker playing quarterback. You would have thought we were drunk. And we've done one buzz before. But you would have thought we were on something pretty special. And yet they pulled it out and they and they fight. And I, I don't hats off to Tate Rodemaker. Amazing, right? Like. I, I, I don't know what to say. I did not expect that. That was incredible. All right. Um, I, I don't think I've mentioned the name Ward yet, but if you have to do 75, 100 episodes a year, you're going to get a lot of stuff wrong. 
you're also going to get some stuff right, hopefully. And I will say, like, that is one of the best walk-ons. I mean, I know he's on scholarship now, but that is one of the best walk-on takes this program has ever had. That guy is really damn good. It just the the lateral quickness and the shiftiness he has is pretty special. I thought Benson had some nice momentum runs tonight. Toe Philly was a nice change of pace. It was FSU just out-coached Louisville, and they out-efforted Louisville. And I don't like falling back on the whole, like, oh, they just played harder. Did But didn't, didn't the crowd seem kind of dead in the second half? I don't know. Maybe man, the attendance wasn't that great anyway. But, man, as far as, as, far as what this win means, You know, I, I think it means that, all right, best case, if you somehow get all of these guys back in time for the big games, it keeps your hopes in, in, alive in the Atlantic because you did see some guys step up. It means that you are doing a good job of developing some players, guys who have to step up and step in. And they're not great, but they're not terrible, right? They're serviceable, and that means you're you're cultivating serviceable depth. That means you are hitting on a large number of your portal targets and a decent number of your recruiting targets. Obviously, if you have a six foot five plus receiver in Johnny Wilson and you force feed him the ball like FSU did, I know there are some receivers out there that they would probably send this footage to and say, Hey, in our time of need. Where did we throw the ball to this guy over and over again? And we trusted him to make plays one-on-one. He wasn't open on every throw. On every throw. I mean, he got open a lot. But on some of these, he was open because he was big and because he jumped and because he caught the ball, right? He didn't burn somebody necessarily. We trusted this guy to use his body. That's, I think, what FSU will be saying. If you come here, you will get the ball. They're in desperate need of a difference maker at receiver on the recruiting trail. All right, so the best case is that it keeps your hopes for, alive for the Atlantic. The worst case is that you could still go to a bowl even if all of these injuries ended up being serious because you have three wins banked, right? Can you beat Wake Forest without Jordan Travis if he misses that game? I don't know. I mean, the guy's on the guy's on crutches and a boot. What what do you think the best case scenario? Like the worst case is obviously season. Best case is like what a week, miraculously, misses Boston College next week or something like that. I do think though, in the worst case scenario, you have a pretty good shot to make a bowl still with ridiculously bad injury luck. And that is saying something about the roster and the culture that Mike Ravel is trying to build in Tallahassee. That's just me. I mean, that's not a guarantee you make a bowl if all these injuries are on the bad side. I mean, look, Gibbons had to be helped off the field too, right? Or, or limped off the field, rather, uh, at the end of the game. A lot of guys just getting dinged. And 
if you told me like they would have these injuries, I would say they're not winning the game and they're not making a bowl. And now we're going to get to see their fight. Maybe they can make a bowl. Maybe they can do a whole lot more. Who knows? Like It's just going to depend on the medicals. But for one night, they really, really showed the fight that I think you have to build over the course of the offseason. And that was damned impressive. All right, we will probably do another one of these on Sunday uh, evening or Monday. And we really appreciate you all tuning in to the Nolcast. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors as well. We'll get this up as soon as we can. And for that, good night, y'all.